What's up? What's up? What's up, my new friends? Hey, thanks for tuning in to another session of To Be Honest with Kai. Look, y'all, it's early in the morning, so I got to get it in because I got some things to do today. But, you know, I can't leave y'all out today. I missed last week. Look, I had a new assignment, honey, and it was, it had me just spinning like a whirlwind. But I'm back now. <laughs> so my, my voice sounded a little bit raspy today. Hmm. But I like it, though. I like it, though. Get with it. All right. So let's get started. Let's get started. I don't have no music today because normally I, when I get up in the morning, it's not music that I'm listening to. I go to sleep listening to like powerful stuff that can stimulate my mind. But then when I wake up, it's off. So I don't even really know if it's, if it did anything, but I feel good when I get up. (laughs) I'm a little weird, but that's okay. So Today, though, we're going to talk about them hoats. I mean, them Huntsville, Alabama folks. Honey, honey, honey. Love and marriage with those Huntsville, Alabama folks. My favorite couple of all time is them hoats. And it's really, it's really Miss Melanie, if I want to be honest. I love Miss Melanie. Melanie, she's a tough, tough cookie. Yeah. Have y'all watched it? Like, I watched it from the very beginning. When I watched it, it was like, are the people going to really receive these couples? Because, you know, society wants all this ratchetness, all this fighting, half your booty out, you know, half your breasts out, cussing, just being loud and obnoxious and, you know, all those things, those things bring the ratings up. So I was like hoping that they last, you know, and stuff. So I was pretty excited. I was like, okay, let me check them out. Cause if y'all don't know by now, I'm into like anything dealing with married couples, anything dealing with married couples, me being a married, uh, being a wife, it, it kind of helps me a lot to see certain things. Um, when I'm dealing with certain things in my marriage, because we all do, um, you know, just kind of saying, hmm, well, that's a good idea. Or, hmm, maybe I should have handled that different. Or, hmm, maybe I got to go apologize. Because <laughs> that happens sometimes, too. But back to the hoats. Them hoats are something else. Um, <laughs> Martel is a ego me me. Yak. I'm going to get on him in a minute because y'all know in my past, I told y'all about my past, how I felt about men. And I'm in a good place when it comes to men, but sometimes, you know, things go tapping on them old bones, you know, that I buried. And, you know, and I'd be like, but anywho, let me stay on Melanie for right now. So Melanie, she'd be trying to carry it all. I mean, when I tell you she's the full package, the girl be coming slayed all the time, all the time, always camera ready, always business ready, always ready to just go and do what she got to do. Then she comes back home and she takes care of the families, not to mention popping babies along the way. That's crazy. And her snapback game. mm, I hate her. She make me sick with that snapback game. Her snapback game is amazing. She kind of reminds me of my daughter, Courtney, when it comes to that snapback game. Because Courtney, she didn't have four kids, and she snaps right on back. 
And so, but she's part of me and I'd be like, Lord, okay. Well, you know, I didn't pick up a little weight until I had my fourth child, which was Jayla. So I kind of picked up a little weight, but I'm happy where I'm at. I just need to tone it up a little bit, y'all. I'm a, I'm a good size 10 and I'm okay with that. I just needed to shape it on up. All right, 50 is not the end and 50 is even doing greater. You all are going to see it later, but that, that's another topic. Okay, we're going to stay on Miss Melanie. Miss Melanie don't play no games. And she holds Martell to, she holds him accountable for everything. Like her energy, she wants him to match her energy every time. Every time. She's like, no, we can do this, honey. No, we can do this. And they have their hands in so many different business ventures. But what I truly love is that she empowers women. And that's what I truly love about Mel. Because in the midst of all her chaos and the stuff that she's gone through, and she's been through a lot, if you all have tuned in, if you haven't, look, this is a plug. Go check out Love and Marriage Huntsville. Those women are bossing it up, and I love it, and they're very, very positive. But you know, whenever you're dealing with um, the entertainment industry, they want to put the messy stuff in there. And they do give you a little messy, but it's it, I can deal with their messy than opposed to all these other reality shows. That's kind of crazy. But anywho, she wants Martel to match her energy. And Martel be trying to back down. He be trying to... I'm kind of wondering, like, is it that he just want her to just... What, what, what do he want from Elle? He knew who he married when he married her. You know? Um... Melanie doesn't seem like somebody that came into the game kind of, you know, humble and quiet and shy. No, she came into when she when he met her, she came into it a fireball. You know, she was talking to the therapist about, um, you know, this kind of gave me a big, uh, uh, I guess, a big picture kind of painted the picture of, you know, who Mel really is and why she moves like she moves. She moves. She moves, honey. She be trying to she be trying to make money. She said, I'm trying to build my empire and I need you to match my energy so this empire can be amazing. So she was talking to the therapist, uh, Dr. Francis, who also uh, Martel goes to for his personal growth because he got some demons. And we're going to talk about that, too. But and as she was talking to the therapist, Dr. Francis, she was kind of, he was kind of asking her like about her life, like, what's your daily life like? And she's talking about, you know, how she, you know, how she had, he said, you have, you have, a, you know, you have multiple business ventures. She's like, yeah. And she was talking about it as if she was just having a plain conversation about, you know, cooking dinner or something. Yeah, I come home and, you know, I, I have these business ventures. Then I come home, I get with the kids and I do this and I do that. And then I, you know, be with my husband and then I do this and I do that. Then, you know, then I'm on the phone calls and I'm doing, and it's like, you know, I, I'm just doing 50 million things. You know, I just give it all and I leave it all there and I just kind of move. And she just made it like it was normal for her. And the doctor was kind of confused because he was like, how do you manage to do it? And all she could say is just, I don't think about it. I just do it. I just do it. And he's like, but why are you like that? I mean, why do you? Why are you like that? She was. She said that she, when she was young, she was always the one that was expected to be successful. Wow. So that's what that looks like. The one that's always expected to be successful. She talked about how she was in school and how she was a part of clubs, 
how she was president of five different clubs, how she worked, how she um, did sports. How she, I mean, she talked about so many things that she did while she was in school. And so she so therefore she has kind of uh, been groomed for this. And so then she's, you know, so this is what we're seeing when we see her. She's constantly like, you know, if something's going wrong, you would never know it. You would never know it because when she, when it's time for her and her husband to get together, it's like, look, lights on, camera actions, boom, let's go, honey. They smiling, they coming out, they taking pictures. And I mean, she be slaying. He loves it too because he slays too. As for a man, he does his job. He dresses very well. He's very debonair. You know, he, he has the look. He's a, he's a, he has that jock thing going, but he has an ego that's too big for him. But anywho. So that's why she's the way she is. That's all she's ever known. She says she's always been the one that they look to. The families, the aunties, the uncles, her village always expected her to be successful. I'm just like, wow. So that's why she's able to just multitask and do 50 million things. And even though her marriage is falling apart, she's still able to dress it up. Come out and look good. Throw that million dollar smile. Her and her husband side by side with each other. You know, her and um, Martel went through a very public, <laughs> might I say, <laughs> very public, hmm, um, what did he do? You know, cheating. Like Martel ch- cheated on her, and it was very, very public. See, that's the one thing about dressing things up. Because on the outside, you it looks a certain kind of way. But when she she couldn't get away from when it came out the back door, she had it all covered on the front door. And she might have had it covered on the side because Mel, she was, she was taking care of business. But it back door her and it was totally unexpected. And Mel is a loyal chick. Like, she's so loyal to her family. She's so loyal to her husband. And she has this idea in her mind, you know, about being, she, she's adamant about having this beautiful, not just family portrait, because family portraits are just pictures that look good. No, she was very adamant about being healthy and in the light and behind closed doors. Like when she came home, she was a mother. She did what she had to do with her kids. I remember a taping with her and Martel being at home and they were they were in the midst of this fire that's been um that's been growing in their marriage um when it came out that he was, you know, cheating on her. So, you know, so she was went home and she was trying to deal with it, but you could tell she was angry, she was hurt. Most importantly, she was embarrassed. Like, that would be embarrassing for me if I were Mel. Because Mel always had it buttoned up so well. When you seen them, you could never. She had no poker face. It was straight. When she gave it to you, she gave it to you. You could never kind of see anything different. Then when she went home, that was her That was her, her life at home. So kudos to her. But that thing came tumbling down. And I remember a session when she was at home with her husband and they were, 
getting stuff together as a family and they were doing stuff and she was walking so running circles around him and she was like telling the kids okay y'all i'm getting ready to go she told when she told me she said i gotta go honey i gotta go take care of this but i'm coming back because they was getting ready to have some type of event and it was um and she was getting prepared for it i think she was getting ready to go had to go speak um for her organization that she's passionate about about empowering young women and Martel had to stay home and try to get the kids together and all that. And she and she was expecting him to make sure that everything was clean. Because, you know, as wives, we do that. It's like we do 50 million things. They can't pay us enough for the job that we do as wives, as mothers, you know, as women. So she left and she was hoping that he would have everything together. But when she came back, things were still not done. She was like... Martel, why come you to get the table? The kids that they could have did this. Why is this like this? Oh my God! Like you, you could. I just gave you one task, Martel. I had, to, and I mean, it was just like wow. He could not hold it together. He was like, look, I did the best that I could do. And so, in the midst of that, they were going through their divorce, and so you know, there was a little bit of get back with him too. In that, you know, she was on him. She was like, look, you can do this, you can do that, and I know in her mind she was thinking, but you can go out and, and cheat on me and, and have all these extramarital affairs and all this stuff, you know, so I can see that because that would have been what I was thinking. That would have been what I would be thinking. <laughs> you know how we how we like to throw them shots. But anywho, so, but, you know, in that moment, her kids, the kids are running around and, and they didn't show the kids as much. The camera didn't, but I'm sure those kids are old enough to know and they're smart enough. Kids are not dumb. And I don't like it when parents try to act like the kids don't know. All your kids know. They feel your energy. They lived in your womb. So they know when things are not right, when the energy is unleveled. They can kind of tell no matter how you try to dress it up. Believe me, they do. But anywho, but Mel was very adamant about having that that nurturing family. And she was very adamant about being successful, too. At the same time, she wanted her cake and she wanted to eat it too. But it's not the bad cake, eating cake and eating too. She wanted her husband. Uh, um, her husband's very handsome. She's a very good, beautiful woman. And then they have their kids and she was able to pop these babies and still be fly and still be on the money with their jobs and doing stuff and taking care of this and taking care of that. And then he wants to drop a monkey wrench in the midst of everything that they're trying to build. And then he tried to guilt trip her and make it like she was lacking at home. Yeah, I remember that episode where he tried to say, well, if you if you be if you were at home or you show me more attention. What? Now. I, I you know, to his defense, a man does not like to compete with your different ventures. There has to be a space for him. There has to be. It cannot be just all business, business, business. And I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and I'm doing this for us, I'm doing this for us. No, he gets that you're doing it for for you all, but you have to make that time for him. You have to make that time for him. You have to put the time in. You have to let him know he's the apple of your eye. Because guess what? Even though they look at you and they love on you and all of that, and they and they and they look like they're confident, they know you wouldn't presence of a lot of different people and a lot of different people meaning men in the room as well and these days women too looking at you so you have to make them feel that they are your number one that what you're doing you're doing for them and you have to spend that quality time with them you have to 
I'm preaching to the choir, honey, <laughs> before my big thing happened, because God is working on some big things for me, too. So and I got to keep all that stuff together. But anywho, but yeah, so I think Mel, her being busy and stuff, it was like, I think sometimes busyness equals to. You know how sometimes people um, have different baggages and they use business, biz, business to cover up for their for their lack of. So there's, I feel like her business, it was like, even though her, she was always raised to be that one, to be successful, and they poured all of that into her. The village just kind of put all of that on her, and she just lived with that and embodied it and dreamed it and ate it. So that's who she is and now. She, I think she kind of um, missed out on just the importance of, you know, keeping your union gelled really good. And I think also she just was hiding some stuff, you know. So, uh, you know, again, it kind of gave me a peek into her life when she, you know, when she went to see Dr. Francis again. You know, she was talking to him because as she was talking to him, he was talking to her about her life, but then she never mentioned her father. <laughs> You know, we always come back to the father or as the mother or somebody who dropped the ball in your growing journey. You know, who dropped the ball. So he taught, asked her, you know, he said, she, as she began to think about the things, he was like, she said, oh, well, you know, because she was talking about how her family will always be so supportive of her no matter what she did, how everything she did, her family was there, her mom was there, her aunties, everybody was always there to support her no matter what she did, everybody was there but her father. Then as she thought about it, she was like, well, as I think about it, my dad, he wasn't there. And she talked about how her mother always would make her call him and how she just dreaded calling him because he would never answer his phone. He would never, you know, she, it was like she never could get in contact with him. So he was not available to her emotionally. Everybody else was supporting her and all of that. And you would think that that would be enough. But it's something about that missing parent that throws a monkey wrench at everything. So also that brought things full circle for me into why Mel is the way she is when it comes to her husband how she pushed you know she always wanted to match her her level you know and how she always looked to him and she was so in love because every time I looked at her and him together before this whole scandal mess came out about him cheating on her which he did she was in love with her she's in love with her husband She's she was in she was enameled by him. She she looked at him. He got dressed up. They just looked at each other. It was like really cute. They both was dressed very nice all the time. And they was always positive. That energy was always positive. So. But when she talked about her father. That kind of brought her to tears. And I've only seen Mel cry a couple of times. And that was one of them because she's a tough cookie. You know, she's a very tough cookie, and I love her for that because she knows how to button it up. But there's a danger in button it up, too, because people don't, you know, won't look at you as being authentic. So you have to sometimes 
be kind of what they call that. Um, what they call that. You have to sometimes be emotionally available. You know, you kind of got to chill out, you know, and not always put on this perfect image all the time. They want to see your authenticity. You know, to know that, you know, because none of us are perfect. There are no perfect people. So that's why I don't understand when people say I'm perfectionist, but you, you're fighting a battle. You won't win because <laughs> there are no perfect people. You know, and then you in, in your in your in your mind, you're thinking that you're this perfectionist. But along the way, you're just damaging because things are not perfect, which things won't ever be perfect. But along the way, you're just damaging stuff, damaging people, damaging relationships because you in denial about being perfect. So, you know, Mel talked about when she talked about her dad, it kind of brought things full circle for me. And I was like, oh, yeah. And he made her that made her cry because out of everybody's support for her. She wanted his support. Because she wanted to say, look, daddy, look, I did this, look, daddy, because everybody else was already patting her on the back. Everybody else was telling her, you're great. You can do it. Everybody else said, there's no stopping you, Mel. You are amazing, girl. Everybody else was telling her that. And no matter what she was doing, I'm sure the words got around to him, her father, I'm sure. And he never showed up for her. So that's that explains a lot of why she was the way that she was, why she was adamant about having this union. To be to be honest, I think to just say, well, this is how that's done, Daddy. To be honest, I believe that's what that's why she does it. I believe that's a part of why she does it because she wants to show her dad like this is how it's supposed to be done. And I don't know the ramifications of why her dad and her mom was not together. But I think that she wanted to show that I can do it and I'm going to show you because everything she's done, she look, everything she touched turned to gold as she was growing up. Everybody praised her and all of that. Surely marriage will be easy. Me and Martel, we've been together. I think they were high school sweethearts. He was a jock and they were together, honey. You couldn't tell them nothing. They was the cutest look up and I'm sure they were couple goals. And then right in the middle of the spotlight. Because I can tell she likes the spotlight, baby. <laughs> right in the middle of the spotlight. Boom. There it is, exposed. And she's like, wow. You know? She can't make it work. There's nothing she can do to fix it. And she's trying. She tried. And she's trying to work with Martel. And Martel and his cheating scandal. And it was so embarrassing for her. And I understood it. To just be in the limelight like that. And for her to have had such accolades in her life. And such accomplishments in her life. Now I did find out that they all the, you know, all the different, you know, the things they got their hands in. That Martel always says, you know, we're doing 50 million things. But we're not getting paid. But for, but for only two of them. And we have... 10 things that we're involved in. And that was one of his gripes. You know, he's like, whatever he does, he makes a, a nice chunk of the money. And then with her organization, she makes a lot, a, you know, the, some, some of the money. But then she has her hands in all these other things as well. And he's like, but it's not bringing in any money. 
And, you know, <laughs> you know, Melanie always got a slogan, you know, she's like, you know, I, we're investing in our future. <laughs> she's like, I'm not losing any money, honey, because we're investing in our future. We're going to have this million dollar, multi-million dollar business company, this empire. So she said they're investing in their future, even though, you know, you know how they go, you know. To make money, you got to spend money. We do know that. So, but kudos to her because she's trying. I just want her to get her life together, meaning get her together. Because, you know, she she always put on this image that she has it all together. And when the scandal came out, it showed that she didn't. Then you got a chance to really see the authentic male. Because male, the other couples, honey, the Scots, <laughs> They cannot deal. Now they got another couple that just, another couple has been added. And she's going to be a Scott as well. They got a lot of Scots up against the Holtz. But the uh, Melanie don't play with the other couples. I mean, when they try to come for Melanie and him, I do, I, I do admire that her husband, he he does go to bat for her. He does, uh, he does defend her. Whenever the other couples try to, well, not the other couple, because Kimmy is cool. I like Kimmy, but Latasha and um, her husband, what's his name? Marso, Marso, honey. That's a Letitia is her name. Letitia and Marso Scott. That's a whole nother conversation, y'all. A whole nother conversation. <laughs> but anywho, you know, so, you know, she, she, they, uh, her husband, uh, um, Martel did, you know, stand up with her. He didn't let them attack her, you know, a lot. And he would stand up, even though he know he was wrong, his two left shoes. He know he was wrong for what he did. He embarrassed his wife publicly. He truly truly and then didn't want to own up to it didn't want to make excuses about it there is no excuse if you feel like that there's something wrong in your marriage it's your responsibility god holds you responsible for trying to communicate that thing it ain't always pretty and it doesn't always feel good take it from me but you have to say where you are feeling lack at and you all have to come to a common ground of where you beat each other loving on each other you have to make each other feel like you are the apple of each other's eyes that they're special and you men have to be emotionally available for your wife because you know, yeah, we we talk a lot. We have a lot of emotions, and I know I am. I am petty, and I'm also very emotional, and I don't make any excuses for it. That's who I am. When my husband married me, he knew that about me. I am an emotional person. I love family. I love family togetherness. I am a person that's affectionate, and my affection looks different than what other people's affection is. Everybody has their what affection is, and. Uh, Mel is that woman too. She loves affection. She loves family. She wants their business to be successful for the legacy of their family. You know, so men have to understand that Mel loves to talk. She chats, she can talk, honey. 
And I mean, she can cut you up and spit you out in a, in a matter of seconds. And she has a lot of sense, honey, and she comes with it. She's quick with it. She don't, she don't play around with them. And I love that about her. But sometimes she also has to tone it down some, too. She has to she has to take some of that humble pie and kind of relax. And sometimes she does. I have seen her do it. It's not much, <laughs> but I've seen her do it. You know, I have seen her do it. But her husband, Martel, cheating on her took a lot out of her. And rightfully so, because it would have took a lot out of me. That was a gut punch. You know, and then she had to go before the people because once it got out there, everybody knew their business. So every time she came and did a show or anything, that's always lingering because she know people are looking at them now differently. But she never stopped smiling, honey. She kept smiling and she kept putting that poker face on every time. And he did, too. You know, you know, his ego, you know, that's a problem for me. You know, she, his ego is something else. And then she was, you know, it's like when you when you mess up in the trust factor area, when you really mess up there, it's hard to come back from that. It's hard to come back from that. And Mel was trying with everything in her to come back from that. I mean, she was trying. I mean, he stole her joy. Like, I saw her every, you know, it's like the person that I saw when I first started watching the show to the person that after the scandal came out and all that, it was so ugly. And I remember her, you know, I think she was in her car and they were supposed to meet up somewhere because he wanted to talk to her and all of that. And she, they would call this up trying to, you know, have this conversation. And she was like, what is she like, look, Martel, I'm not with that. I'm not this. And they was arguing, going back and forth. And she just got in her car. She was mad and she was angry. And she was so, she just, she was trying to, she was like, I'm so over you. And she, and he was trying to explain, but at the same time, still putting his foot in his mouth at the same, cause he was trying to be this, still letting that ego just rise up in between. And she looking like, really, really Martel? She could not believe that he's the husband that she married. Mm. That's a bitter pill to swallow. You know, she went through a lot with him in this whole thing. The stuff she went through was tragic. Like she literally was trying to make it work. She was trying to. And I don't know if that could be me. You know, and, and because she wanted this, this family and, and everything, she kind of allowed herself to deal with more than what she needed to deal with. Because people begin to, when they have in their mind that they want this ideal marriage and things look like it's going in that way and everything looks so good, you can always count on something. And it's sad to say, because I'm mostly, most of the time, a, a very positive person, you know, when it comes to things like, you know, I be trying to think positive about stuff, you know, especially when it comes to relationships, you want to try to make sure you keep your head in a very positive space. And, you know, she literally wanted this. She had this image in her mind and there was nothing that was going to stop her. Like, I'm going to have this union. I'm going to have this marriage that people look up to. I am going to represent woman empowerment. I'm going to do all these things. My daughter's my children would will 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 be great because they're gonna have a wonderful image of a mother and a father together and a healthy relationship. And this is she had it all planned. And how many of y'all know that? 
our plans always don't work out. And just because it don't work out doesn't mean that it's not the end, though. It doesn't mean it's the end. Because male, the male then was tolerating things and call, allowing herself to kind of go back and forth with him and allowing herself to just fester those thoughts and be and all this resentment was setting up in her and she felt like I'm going to fight for it but he's going to have to step up too and I'm going to make him do this and I'm going to make him do that and if he wants me to be this way then he's got to do this and he's got to do that and the thing about it is you know it takes a minute for us to 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 get it together after you have experienced um a moment of distrust with your spouse, it does take a minute. Rather, it's the man doing it to the woman or the woman doing it to the man. It takes a minute because nobody knows what that looks like. But the journey of it, when the male has has been distrustful to his wife, it's like I, I, men want you to kind of get over it fast. They start off good and being like they're sympathetic about it. And they go like, I'm sorry, babe. I, I didn't mean that. And I, I'm sorry to embarrass you. And yeah, I was wrong. And, and even though they may admit it and then they go to therapy and try to work it out. And in therapy, you know, you start trying to figure things out. And she's openly emotional about the hurt and the pain. And to have to hear it over and over again to the oppressor, it's, I'm sure it can be just like, oh my God, we still here, but it's not fair to the other person. It's not fair because that person had this idea and they had put you in a place really where you shouldn't have been. To be honest, like we put people in places where only God belongs. We worship them and we don't realize that we're worshiping them, but we are worshiping them. That's why when things go wrong, we just feel like our world has fallen apart because we put them where they don't belong. I'm preaching to the choir. <laughs> I experienced that myself. You know, then the disappointment is, it hits different. So you don't know how to, and you try to figure out how you come back. And then some days you feel real good. Like, okay, yeah, I got this. I'm good. Today's a good day. But then there are days when you just, that resent is just brewing and brewing and brewing. And before you know it, it come out your mouth. And then you, you, you're saying stuff a little harshly to the person and you, and you don't even realize it. And that's what Mel was doing to Martel. But Martel wanted her to kind of get over it. Every time she talked about it, every time she brought up something that he always would drop his head or he'll go, oh, like, here we go again, which is not fair to her. Because you went out and you did something that was distrustful. And you did what you was bigger. You felt like you was bigger and bad enough to do. And I'm sure when you were in it, your chest was up and your head was up and you was doing what you wanted to do. So therefore, take it. Eat it up when Mel is expressing herself about her hurt that you caused. Or vice versa. We don't get to choose that. The person, the oppressor don't get to choose when it's over, you know, to be, when it's, when it's time to be over something that they have caused. So, and I think uh, Martel just tried to, he wanted it to be over, but no, you gotta, uh-uh. You gotta, you gotta build that, you gotta build that, that house brick by brick. 
the house that you tore down, you got to build it back brick by brick if you want the marriage, if you respect her, if you love her, own it. So I think that Mel was trying to force him too in the, pro in the process, but that's just how distrust looks when you have hurt somebody in that way, where they can't trust you when they loved you so much. That's what that looks like. So instead of just, I feel like, you know, in marriages, if you feel like that you're trying and you just feel yourself just not getting it, I, I don't, you know, I, 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 divorce is on the, on the back burner, but I say try, every, try all things possible. Try other things first. Try to try all kinds of ways first before you get to divorce. I mean, even if it means separating, separate for a little while. Separate for a little while. She get her own place. You get your own. And then y'all, um, what you call that? Y'all parent together. You know? Y'all work with each other, parent together, explain to the kids, look, we both, we love you all because the kids are going to be affected, but we need to separate for a little while. You know, we just need to separate. We're not divorcing. It's just we got to get some things together and explain it to them and just keep the love strong between the kids and y'all what they call parenting. It's sharing parenting. You know, because those are your responsibilities. They're here. And Mel tried to, you know, I think she, she did move out at one time. She did. And I don't know, you know, it, it, they came back together because I thought maybe because he was missing her a lot, you know, and he was feeling a pinch of it and they got back together. But Mel was, she was not her lively self that I was used to seeing when I first started watching the show. So it was like, oh, Mel, mm -hmm. And I knew she was going to be strong enough to come back, but I didn't know what that was going to look like, you know. But she's back, and she's had this fourth baby, and she did it like a G. <laughs> she had that baby, and they were together at the hospital, and she he recorded. Martel was there recording it, and, and I have to say, he is a good father. He takes care of his kids. You know, the, 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 his, the, well, his He's in motion, you know, he takes care of his children, he compartmentizes, he takes care of his kids and do his part, making sure they're together. He loves on his kids. You can tell he loves every child. You can tell he loves Mel. I can tell that he truly loves Mel, but he has some issues too. And when you look back into with his mom and his dad and all that stuff, he has some issues too. And he just never got those, got those issues taken care of before he married Mel. They just thought that they, they kind of tucked them away and they thought that they were gone. But once you get married, uh, how many of y'all know that, you know, all those things surface? So um, they just couldn't get it together. You know, it was like, you know, he was trying. They were trying and everybody was watching and people was other couples. The other couples was trying to comfort him. And then the Marceau and, and Letitia were going through their stuff and digging into and uh Letitia's so blind. I just feel sorry for her too. So blind. And Marceau ought to be ashamed of himself. Ought to be ashamed of himself. But look, I do know that I did an update on on um the Holtz and I know that they're going through with the divorce. Um she said that she just the, the moment she had with herself was she had to be okay. She said that she she had to have that moment where she felt okay. Uh, the moment came for her when 
she said that she felt okay with things not being the way she wanted it to be. Because, you know, again, she was holding on to this idea, you know, of this perfect marriage, this perfect relationship, this perfect family. And so she had to make peace with, if I don't get this perfect family that I want, that I'm not going to die. It's going to be okay. And so she had to make peace with that. And I'm happy for for Melanie. I'm happy for her. I'm happy that she's come to a place where she can say, you know, there are no perfect people. And this journey was rough. And my children are a blessing to me. And my journey with my husband was a journey from was a beautiful journey. But just because it wasn't successful does not mean that I'm a failure. And that I can move forward. She empowered herself because she what she does, she's, she empowers other young ladies and stuff. So she, now she has empowered herself and she's taking her own advice and she's walking in her rightful, she's walking with her, with her, with her, what's that, confidence stride again. And she's saying, hey, let the chips fall where they may. It'll be okay. And I'm going to move forward. And she's going to do amazing because she is a natural born, bona fide uh, leader. She is, and I'm and I'm looking forward to watching her journey, you know, because she's she's been authentic. Like whenever, when that whole host up, when all that stuff started happening, and she was being her marriage was being exposed, and you know, uh, uh, um, you know about his infidelity and stuff, you know, she didn't try to cover. She came raw about her feelings and emotions and everything. She was who she was, and it wasn't always pretty. It wasn't no makeup all the time. It wasn't her hair all slick. That she literally came with who she was and that's what I love about Melanie I love that about Melody she's who she is she loves to talk she is a businesswoman at heart and she's going to do what she got to do so kudos to Melanie and Martel I really hope that you really get some help for yourself because you're going to make somebody a good husband one day you know you will but Unfortunately, it it didn't work between you and Melody. You all have four beautiful children, and now you can co-parent together and give them the best of both of you all, just separately. Yeah, I'm happy for Melanie. (laughs) I'm happy, and I'm looking forward to watching the rest of the show and everything. And I encourage you guys to watch it. I love all the marriage shows, so uh, I'm going to be having, you know, more discussions about that. I'm trying to work on give, uh, giving my uh, podcast a little more substance and trying to perk it up a little bit. But, you know, I created it because I wanted to talk about things that was important to me. And marriage is definitely important to me. Family is definitely important to me. Our world is definitely what's going on in our world is definitely important to me. Self-love is definitely important to me. Okay, so... Thanks for listening, guys. So I hope I made your exercise a little bit more, um, I have a little bit more fun. Um, I hope I made your day a little bit more peaceful. You know, I, I just really hope that you know. I really want to also thank my supporters. Anybody that's tuning in and listening, thank you so much for just even taking the time to listen to me run my mouth. 
as usual. <laughs> so until next time, y'all already know what I got to do. My serenity prayer. God, help me to accept the things that I cannot change. Give me the courage to change the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference. I'm signing out, people. Look, stay safe and stay healthy.